Got to, man. Got to bounce back. Shout out to my homie Keys, Xavier Keys, on the vocals on this. Okay. Honestly, they couldn't stop me if they wanted to. Got to get up, go out and get it, and that's what I'm going to do. I've been focused. I'm not hungry. Yo, I'm starving, dude. Grind mode with my team. We making these power moves. Honestly, they couldn't stop me if they wanted to. Gotta get up, go out and get it, and that's what I'm gonna do. I've been focused, I'm not hungry, you're gonna starve and do it. In grind mode with my team, we making these power moves. Cause I ain't got no time to be wasting with all this music I'm making. Man, I'm tired of being impatient, so I keep making these moves here with my crew. Vow to myself to always stay true, so I don't care what nobody else do, I know why. Like an erection, bumps in the road, but nah, I ain't stressing. I don't work out, but homie, I'm flexing. Every time I get on the beat and I bless it, rise and shine, and I never let another come and stop my grind, because I grind all night at the gig, no lie. Then it's back in the booth for some overtime. Come on. Nope. Mm-mm. Shout out to Miss Almaramos. Shout out to Miss B. Uh-huh. I said, uh, hey, hey. Hey, my monster will get them, so I don't care what y'all say. I just keep grinding. Yeah, I stay working, cause it's, you know I'm, I said I, that's right. In the lab with a pen and a pad, I, I, let's ride. Make it look so easy, don't let make y'all mad. One thing I know, one thing is certain. I can't stop, won't stop, cause me and my team stay working. One thing I know, one thing is certain. Can't stop, won't stop. On the grind, get in mind, I'm working. No sleep, spit heat, killing these tracks, and I'm not gonna stop till I'm up on top where I'm supposed to be. Everywhere I go, I scream as Pete. More than a crew, we family. Working, trying to get a couple Grammys. G having sitting on top of the mantelpiece. Thank God. Go hard, they just mad cause I'm on my job But where I'm from is the ground to starve I'm starving, I just can't do it Not having it, unthinkable So I turn in the stretch, arm strong And now I can reach the unreachable Let's go Hey, Trying to Yo, they I said I can't sit still I just laugh at y'all haters Cause I Yeah, hey, 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 hey. Mom's told me so why don't, let's go, I just keep, yeah, I stay, cause it's, you know I'm, I said I, that's right, uh, in the lab with a pen and a pad, I, I, let's ride, make it look so easy, doesn't it make you mad, one thing I know, one thing is certain, I can't stop, won't stop, Cause me and my team stay working One thing I know One thing is certain Can't stop, won't stop On the ground, get in mind, I'm working Don't ever let anybody tell you That you can't get what you want Whatever you dreaming for You get out there and you get it You make it happen Never mind the haters Real still Cause I All day Always Get them Yes sir I'm grinding, stay working, hey, I said I, that's right, 
In the lab with a pen and a pad, I... Let's ride. Make it look so easy, don't it make you mad? One thing I know, one thing is certain. Can't stop, won't stop, cause me and my team stay working. One thing I know, one thing is certain. Can't stop, won't stop, on the ground, get in mind, I'm working. Got him. Yes, sir. Love him. Rise and shine. Pour yourself a cup of coffee and tune in to Good Morning Aurora. News, weather, and really cool interviews. Monday through Friday from 8 to 9 a.m. Certainly. Yeah. Good morning, Aurora. Good morning, Aurora. Good morning, Aurora. The time is <laughs> 8 o'clock a.m. You're listening to and watching Good Morning, Aurora, the second largest city's first daily news podcast. Uh, <laughs> it's Wednesday. We're here. We yeah. have a special interview for you guys today. Um, oh, that's my voice on my own phone. Scratch that up, DJ. We've got a button for everything here. Um, we have a great um, story for you guys today. We're going to be talking about Bull, a love story. Um, and not only Bull of Love Story, we also be talking about Klata yeah. and the Chicago International Theater Alliance, our friends of the Paramount. Our guests today are Laura Alcala Baker and also Jim Cordy. How you guys doing? Good morning. Great. We're happy to be here. All right. We got coffee too, so we're yes. doing yeah. Yes. 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 Cheers. Cheers. Oh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thanks for this. Off right. Much needed. Much needed. I hope that all of you guys are having a great time out there. When the camera comes on, we will show you something really cool. We'll show you a new scene. You'll be like, hey, wait a minute. I don't see the Navy flag. I don't see the um, day of the Katrina. That's oh, the mask, sure, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't see the Katrina on the wall. Well, you'll see something else very special. Um, before we get into the details of this, how are you guys doing? How are you feeling as individuals today? Let's 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 start off right. Let's check in. Yeah, let's check in. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Uh, I worked out yesterday, so I'm feeling better today. Good. <laughs> all right. All right. Um, yeah. Um, and there's so much going on. Uh, we're working on the next season of Bold, the next season of the Broadway series okay. here at Paramount. Um, and, uh, and we've got Dream Girls uh, that closes on Sunday. Shout out to Dream Girls. Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah. Great show. Laura? I'm great. I'm great. I'm uh, working, which is exhilarating. Um, so we've been in previews uh, for the past week and change. Before that, tech, which is where you put on in all the lights, sounds, all the costumes, the elements were on the set for the first time. Yeah. Um, and it's a new play. So you make lots of discoveries, lots of adjustments. Every audience who has seen it this week has seen a different show every night. Little mm. adjustments, new text, new tech, all those things. Um, and so we've, make, we've been doing that. And that's where my brain is, is just is just on that show. And today you said previews. What are previews? Previews. So that is um, where you get to 
basically test the play. Okay. Um, you put it in front of an audience and you let them know, like, we're still working, we're still changing things, here's what we got. And it's a full show. It's fully, it's fully realized, but we make discoveries from audiences' responses. We make discoveries from seeing it in its uh, fullness. Right. Um, so that's what we've been up to. And the playwright has been in the back whispering to me and trying to make adjustments and explorations, my associate director as well. So our playwright, Nancy Garcia Loza, is doing some impeccable work. And Wonderful. Yeah, it's Wonderful. been an exciting time. Uh, the viewers will know that we interviewed uh, Nancy Garcia Loza That's uh, last week with Esteban Schemberg. Uh, that was a great interview conducted on our sister program, Buenos Dias Aurora. It was really, really good um, discussion. That's wonderful. Um, I want to read a little bit about Bull, a love story, uh, real quick for the folks. Part of the Fifth Destinos uh, Chicago International Latino Theater Festival, uh, Bull, a love story. Bull dealt drugs, got caught, and served his time. For a decade, he's thought about one thing coming home. On the day Bull is released from prison, he returns to his old Chicago neighborhood, Lakeview, now unrecognizable. Hopeful and eager, he's ready to resume life with his family, only to discover how much has moved on without him. His dream now within grasp, what will it take to get home? Uh, in your words as a director, what is the genesis of Bull? Oh, wow. Whew. Genesis, I mean, they wasn't ready for that, y'all. No, no, I wasn't. <laughs> well, it's quite thrilling. Mm -hmm. It happened during the shutdown. Yeah. Um, our director of education found the Healing Illinois grant, okay. which was earmarked for new voices, new stories yeah. uh, for people of color. Uh, and uh, uh, Amber Mack, uh, our director of new works, somehow found Nancy and Laura. Uh, what was really fascinating was the whole initial process was developed on Zoom meetings. Mm. And Nancy saying, I don't have a draft for you. I have walked around Lakeview and these voices started. Their story started. And I have a play for you. And I'm going to write it with you. And what happened, I only saw like the first rehearsal, but I remember all the act actors are on screen and Laura and Nancy, and there was this Google Doc with the beginning of a draft. And you could watch an actor like Eddie go, oh, maybe this would sound better this way. Or Laura said, well, why don't we change this and look at this? And you would watch Nancy on screen change the line right there on screen. Mm. And you're watching the actual writing of the play in real time, seeing it happen. Right. A, real, a living, breathing thing. Right. Yeah. So a first draft uh, got done that way, and then it had a workshop. And you, you know more details about this than I do. Sure. But there was, a, there was a workshop, more drafts, mm -hmm. and then the work on the piece hasn't stopped. The thing about previews as well is that they're rehearsing during the day mm -hmm. and then doing those changes for that audience that night. Wow. That's what Laura's talking mm -hmm. about. It's always cha uh, changing. Um, so even today, <laughs> yeah, you know, we're good. They, right. did, they did a full day of work yesterday and today's press opening and we're going to see 
elements of the show we haven't seen before yes. right today yes. i think yes. i saw some of the actors yesterday when we were here just setting up oh, getting yeah. the internet tests so they're really cool i'm excited i'm excited yeah. it's very exciting it's it's one of my favorite things about theater making is doing new work mm -hmm. uh and and of course you know we've got all the uh more populist commercial type stuff happening in the Broadway series right uh, and we try to have a point of view and uh, on all that work as well and its relevancy to our lives and how those stories get that kind of resonance right um, but the bold series has been about adventure going right like yeah. a night out in downtown Aurora sweat was the last production in bold right was that correct it was the first it was the first excuse me it was right. the first and right. then hand to god that's right then fun home and now bull a okay. love story right ah okay just wanted to detail that for the folks because i know the, the bold series was highly touted and it's done uh, it's done work. very well and it very has well. found its audience i mean yeah. people will see each production two or three times like this is the stuff i like right yeah. we have people saying they're coming back you so, know so you guys worked the entire time during COVID, during the yeah, entire pandemic. I mean, well, Laura sure did, Laura, and Nancy yeah, sure yeah, did. Yeah. Well, we know, about the, we know yeah, about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. so, uh, you know, as Jim was saying, there's, um, we started this on Zoom, which was just wild, and, and it's really rare for um, a production company, for a theater company to say, oh, you have an idea? Well, let's see it. That is unheard of Why truly well because you come to them with a draft right they read a draft they hear your voice um a, a playwright does um and from there there begins like a discussion about the work okay. um and they say you know we love this play we want to help you develop it further we they invest through that um or a playwright gets a grant and starts writing through that um and uh these guys just were like go for it which is so, so rare. And and that actually gave us a lot of freedom mm. and, and trust right off the bat. Um, so yeah, it started started as a Google Doc. It seems like that would also be a really big motivating factor too. Yeah, I mean, like it, it <laughs> you can never think about the product, right? You can never think about the result of where it's gonna end because it's about process. We've gotta get through the process and let it discover what it wants to be. Nancy has this huge, like, heart and poetry in her she cracks her chest open every single time she writes a play it's evident you can read it on the page her stage directions they're beautiful it's poetry to hear what she's feeling with the sensation of these characters and the environment it's really palpable um and so we we try to live in the process for as long as possible which they've allowed us to do and have given us like Which Laura does so brilliantly let me say <laughs> there talk about trust how trusting you are of your actors of your your playwright uh, and the confidence you have to just let the story reveal itself adding the element of the artist the actors the playwright the space the set and letting it find itself uh, there's a playfulness to this that takes a lot of trust and a lot of confidence to just let it be mm. and let it grow and mature and find its self. Right. Um, and I find that very unusual, Laura. And <laughs> is it? And is I, it? I, no, and I've been in such admiration oh, thank you. Of, of you uh, watching you work like that. It takes a lot of trust to be so playful 
And but that's what it's called, play. Right. You know, I can't, I wish I could remember um, who said this to me because I want to attribute their words, but um, uh, they said um, it's a play. We're trying to get it closer to a verb and further from a noun. Ooh. Yeah, right. I, I wish. Love I'm yeah, trying so hard to remember who said this to me because I was like, I cannot take credit, but it's so good because that's what we're doing. We're playing, and you right. can see the result of that play. Right. Tim often, Ooh, often uses the uh, the phrase. Uh, Tim Rader often uses the phrase, uh, "Thank you for playing with us." Mm-hmm. You know, thank you for coming and and playing. Yeah. Because uh, that's how you get the best work the most authentic work, the right. most honest work. No right. one's imposing anything on it. And this seems like the this is the wrong environment for imposition to. Exactly, you, you but you'd never to, know that right. with other experiences. Yeah. Um, so how long have you and Nancy, how long have you known Nancy and what's the history of working with each other before, prior to Bull? Oh, wow, oh man. I, I remember seeing her for the first time, which is in the lobby of Victory Gardens Theater, and we had a mutual friend, Isaac Gomez, who's also a brilliant playwright. And um, and I uh, she was working with Alta, she was working with um, just like all of these incredible Latino artists, artists, and she was magnetic. And I remember seeing her in the lobby, and I was like, who is that? Um, mm-hmm. and, you can feel it on people. Oh, like, you yeah. can see it across the room. Like, oh, yeah. I was telling her this story last night. She doesn't believe me. But I was telling her this story over drinks last night. And um, and he was like, oh, that's Nancy. Um, she's a playwright, but she doesn't know it yet. And I was like, wow. okay. Right. <laughs> okay, that's right. a statement. And so we, we got introduced, I think, mutually. I don't remember the exact moment, but I remember seeing her for the first time. And um, it's been years now. It's been years now. I want to say, like, six or seven years and each time she'll she'll come with a seed and we'll talk about the seed of the idea like I said she comes from a really personal place she's she keeps talking about I mean there's just plays and plays and plays in there she probably has 12 off the top of her head of all the things she wants to unleash Um, and it's because she is interested in um, a a canon of living memory Mm -hmm. she has so much inside of her that she wants to get out that she doesn't want to just remain in her and 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 pass and pass away to disappear and so that is her goal and that lines with my goal which is finding the missing canon mm. that's what i'm trying to do so when that aligned it was over i mean we were just like okay well i'll see you on every project ever right yeah. um let's see and like it's always <laughs> uh you know she'll just call me and she'll be like i got something it's some it's i think it's this i think it's this and we will have these really fruitful conversations that again are just from a seedling of an idea and an exploration. And that is exciting for a director playwright um, relationship. August Wilson had this, mm-hmm. you know, he had a director his, his entire career um, that was really trusted. And I am immensely honored to, to, to be that in some way. She calls me her ride or die. And I'm just like, I love that. that is, I, like <laughs> I want to be that, you know, I want to be that to an artist. And, um, you know, I trust her. She trusts me. It's been years now, and we've worked on many, many plays, and we just keep finding them, keep finding them, and then we keep trying to find them homes. That's the trying thing. to find them homes. Yeah, I like that. Mm. Yeah, I like that. Yep. Um, this could segue goodness that. So your experiences with other writers, mm. and um, what are the like? What's the elements to make a great? You know, what makes a great collaboration, which then makes a great production? I mean, you know. It, the soft skills, is it timeliness? Is it all those things? I mean, 
trust. Do, do writers yeah. believe in themselves enough to write to their full potential? Or you have you looked at things and thought that could be better? You know, where's the story? Where's you the know, meat? You know, uh, new play development is really special um, for a, a director. Um, it's a different beast. It's just a different beast. And it takes immense trust. You, you need that relationship between the playwright and the director so we can all be honest with one another that something's missing, that I can't quite get over this hurdle, that like, let's hear whatever you got, right? put it on the page and let's hear it before you doubt it. Right. You know, um, it's about trying, it's just try it all, try it all, let's explore, let's explore. And that um, that's the most important thing to me is the trust. I read a play or a excerpt of a play or, and um, I, if I can really feel it in my gut on that read, even if it's not complete, even if there's missing elements, if I can feel it in my gut, I want to work on it. If I can start, if I start staging it, start seeing it, um, then I'm like, oh, we need a home for that. Okay. You know, because now it's ready. The next leap is not on the page, is not in the workshop, is not with talking with actors about like all the things that we want to grow inside of this and the character development. It's actually, we need that leap to get on our feet to see the play because plays were not just meant to be read, they're meant to be heard and seen. Ooh, that's like the third whammer quote you've given us. Okay. I got whammers. <laughs> I'll take it. Um, so the time is 8.17 a.m. Good morning, everybody. And you are looking at the fabulous, look at that backdrop. Yeah. Bull, a love story written by Nancy Garcia Loza, directed by Laura Alcala Baker uh, here at the Copley Theater, right across from the Paramount 8 East Galena Boulevard is our great address here. Um, okay, directing a world premiere play. What's difficult about it? What's fun? And how is it different from directing a published work? Oh, I think it's fun because it's difficult. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. If it's easy, right? Yeah. Why are we doing it? You know. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's uh it's fun it's fun because it's a challenge and because um, as we were talking about earlier, um, you live in process a lot longer. Um, there are some things that I, I just can't crack until I until I see it and I go, oh, what is this? What is this? Why is this sensation? My associate director, um, uh, Ismail Lara Jr., um, kept saying, we're at the precipice in this scene. We're at the precipice. Like, why mm. why won't we? Why don't we just fall off the cliff? And I kept thinking about the precipice, the precipice, second to last scene of the play. And finally, I think we cracked it last night. And so that mm -hmm. is the thing is you're just like, you're just living in that for as long as possible to go, what is it? What is it? What is it? And that pursuit of what is it, that's the greatest joy. Here, okay. And I don't mean to, I, I, Jim, I'm, I'm going back to you next, but I, I need to plant a flag in that because here's the thing. Uh, and this is important. It, right? It. That it. Musicians have the it. The movie had the it. Mm -hmm. What in the world is it? It's like, it's more of a feeling than a, Definition, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. it's, it's got I, you it. know what's coming up for me listening to this is that it is about the truth. You know, uh, it's acting, it's pretend, but what we're always trying to get at is the truth of something and a point of view, a perspective from a playwright, and how do we honor that impetus they had to even sit down and write? How do how do we become extensions of that. But it's always about getting to the truth that inspired this whole thing. Right. And that needs to be told, that needs to be heard. I can't encourage people enough to come see Bull, to get the truth of this story. 
to see how honest it's being rendered and how they can see their own story in Bull's story, you know? Uh, that's the truth when it becomes relevant, when it resonates in everyone's life. Okay, right, mm -hmm. right. Because the story is a love story. Oh yeah, first and foremost. Okay. There's many kinds of love too. Yes, yes. Okay. It's not just romantic love. I think that's what we think of when we think of a love story. And and it's so full. I can warm my little hearts today for, for love stories. <laughs> I noticed. Right? Yep. Yeah, yep. little hearts. Um, and because it, it, this play is really close to my heart. It really is. It's, it's, it's expanding that definition of love. It's expanding or what we think of when we first think of love. Yes, there is a romantic love story, but there's also... The, the loss and the longing and the and the you know elation of that love story and then there's father daughter right and that missing relationship for all those missing years um, and then there's a new friend through a neighbor and that's community right, right. there's community we got sister brother and his and this brother uh, bull raised his sister uh, when their parents stepped away and so it's almost a parent relationship right and then there's the love of of uh, one's home, one's neighborhood, which has changed so dramatically. It's so full of love. And and that is the thing that every time I go into that room, I feel that love. I feel it in Nancy's text. I feel it from Nancy. I feel it from my collaborators. I feel it from those actors. They love each other so much. We had a salsa party the other day just to, to celebrate with one another, just to be with one another and express that joy because they go through a journey, a marathon every night to share that with everyone. So we got to share the love amongst us in order to reach that stage. Yeah, and uh, the work that, excuse me, the work that is being done by the individual actor mm. to perform in front of the viewer should not be uh, taken for granted. That is hard work. They really work is. very hard. They're very dedicated to their craft. And to put on a good production, it takes, well, all kinds of fortitude. I didn't and yeah. uh, go back to you, Jim. I didn't mean to cut you off. Well, no, I you didn't cut me off. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, it looks so easy, but it is such. It takes such commitment and dedication and a sense of purpose to what you're doing that they're very dedicated to that. They're getting changed, especially in a new work. They're getting new lines, new words all the time, new scenes, new staging mm -hmm. all the time. And they retain it and deliver it. Right. Uh, they become the storytellers, the actors. Mm -hmm. uh, and, uh, and I'm amazed. I'm amazed. You know, I, I was an actor myself back in the day. Uh, and, uh, but to, to see it now from where I'm at now generationally and looking at what's happening, what's, what's burgeoning here, um, I'm just blown away at the chops and the skills mm -hmm. and heart of these artists yeah. all around. Um, it's, it's thrilling. You bask in that. You bask in the light of the artists at their best. I notice, I see the, the production pictures and the post-production pictures and everything when you're here with the, the cast and everything and it's obvious that you really you really um you shine through them which you know well it's i can tell that it's not just a picture when i look at it it's an actual moment well, that's being captured it's this is the beginning of the 11th season this fall hmm. uh, our 11th year wow. at paramount and all i did was show up 10 years ago as an artist, as a director, and started directing. 
And then look what happened. I, I didn't start as an artistic director. I didn't even, I've never done that. Right. I just showed up as a worker, you know, and started work. And look what happened. This is all here because it was meant to be. Right. This is all supposed to be happening. That's how it's happening. It's destiny. Right? <laughs> That's right, Curtis. It's destiny. This is the mo this is a very motivating interview. I'm I'm glad to be having this conversation because I I've reiterated to a lot of different people that if you have the create if you like what you're doing, you just need to keep doing that and it will snowball into what you have and are imagining. You know, it's mm -hmm. gonna be the ups and downs, but if you're really mm -hmm. into it, the downs you're never down. You know, it's always gonna be in the in the correct direction. Yeah. Um, the time is 8.24 a.m. Karina Suarez Darden, good morning. How y'all doing? Oh, I know you're like, Curtis is talking so long, we haven't seen him. Good morning, you guys. <laughs> We're here at the Copley Theater, Bull, A Love Story, uh, going until November 20th. Oh, I don't have that handy. He's, I know we're we're terrible. That's right. We're terrible. That's oh, right. Yes, we've been we told. We landed the plane. Yes, <laughs> we've been told. It's correct. Um, okay, Javier Burgos. Good morning, uh, Aurora from Java Plus Coffee and Tea on Waterford, sixteen seventy seven Montgomery Drive. Great place. Katrina Kaiti. Good morning, LDJ Cleaning Professionals. Good morning, Tracy Duran, Gloria Gerardo. Good morning to you. I hope you have a nice day today and a blessed day today. Amen. Thank you very much. Mm. Did you know that we needed that when we woke up this morning? <laughs> cheers to everybody. Yay! Yeah. Thank you, everyone. <laughs> cheers, cheers. Um, okay, so let's talk about the cast and production team. Um, Eddie Martinez is the gentleman who plays Bull. Yes. Um, what is Bull the man? What is Bull oh, all about? Let's talk about Bull. We he know he's, he's, he's coming back into yeah. a new society. Let's talk Bull, and then we'll talk Eddie Martinez. Yeah. Okay, okay. So, um, I wish I could remember the stage direction at the end. She says something like he's a mountain, um, that he's steady. Um, he's got, and he's got this um, uh, sort of resolve about him um, and this joy of being of the release, right? He, he's been formerly incarcerated for 10 years on a drug charge, um, which is um, devastating, right? The, 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 that length of time and released early so that length of time for a drug charge don't get me started it's ridiculous right um yeah. which which we're see, still seeing the repercussions of um with a whole generation of black and brown men um who have been incarcerated in that way um for for those charges um so so he gets released from prison and he is ready or excuse me uh, yes from prison and and he is ready to restart to pick up where he left off right right his family's waiting for him his little girl his girl his girlfriend um from from that 10 years ago his sister his brother um he, his community he's ready to go back and it turns out that 10 years is a very long time Oh yeah. So yep. uh, he comes back to sort of a unrecognizable place, but first and foremost, he is a man who earns. Mm -hmm. So this is about him earning that love he feels he is owed, and that's something that's been really important to Nancy in the writing, is seeing a Mexican man earn the love he believes himself to, to be owed. Mexican cinema and Mexican storytelling has so many stories of, of men uh, wooing women and then being let back into the home or, or um, kind of uh, forcing their way in or saying, I am owed this love, and that right. is not bull. So the, I guess the, the, uh, 
the the machismo aspect is not full. Is he that is what I'm gathering? He's trying to break that. He's trying to break that. It's hard to break that okay. generational thing. Because I know there's a cultural. Th- 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 yeah. The culture is baked into the cake. Yeah. I just want to make sure, like, that's what he's. He's trying to overcome that. He's rebuilding. Yeah. You know, he he sees what's been broken, and 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 and, and dealing with that disappointment, crushed by it. Right. And then, you know. Isn't it machismo to see what you need to do and do it, to to just take take charge right. and to start building piece by piece? There's a wonderful metaphor in the play that the, the table that he's building. Uh, it's a way to show how he's built this relationship back mm-hmm. with his family, mm-hmm. with his siblings, with the mother of his daughter and his daughter. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and I do. I do want um, to to piggyback on this a little bit that um, the the like tradition, like the sort of like ingrained, like baked into the, the bread, as you said, uh, machismo it can is a is a a trait that has that like sort of masculinity at any cost. That mm. sort of presentation, that sort of armor, has cost so many so many women, particularly. Um, and cost so many young men who want to grow into their sensitivity, grow into their love. Mm. It's been a block. That is a block. And so trying yeah. to trying to dismantle that as a generational um, sort of uh, trauma, if I may, that like that is is being that generation is is hard work, and it mean and it means dismantling. It means right. it means working away at, at tearing away that. Yeah. What I what I like about what what strikes me um, with the title specifically and the strength, and then going back to what you just said about the generation, you know, the many young uh, Latino and African American men and some of the struggles and everything, is that you know a lot of times that machismo, that hardness will le- will lead you into things that could find you in trouble with the law. Sometimes, sometimes machismo and strength is doing what's nice and empathetic. As opposed to that, but figuring that out could be the journey for folks, and that could be the, um, you know, that could be troubling or problematic, or sometimes itself traumatic. Yeah. So I, I like the love aspect and the many different areas where the love is showing and able to grow. It seems like he's watering so many, so many like flower pots. Yeah. Right. He's trying to put Definitely. the water on all these flower pots to make them grow into the love. I so love many that. threads, you know. Yeah. His I daughter, love that. his daughter was, well, she's twelve now. Yeah, she was a toddler. So she, yeah. she was a toddler when he was incarcerated. Or a toddler. Got two. locked up. Two. Yeah. Two. two. What's toddlers? Yeah, she was two years old. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Two. She was a baby. Right. Yeah. And and I love that you said watering, um, because because that kind of speaks to the time of the play. Act one is is forty eight hours. We watch forty eight hours of bull. And, and, and getting home and realizing what this is and finding his new plan on what he's going to do next. And act two, a full year. We watch mm. him go through a full year. And there's something really wonderful in the structure of the play that Nancy has done that's very unconventional, which is act one is short, and act two, we're in for the ride. Ah. And that's I very, like un- that. it's very untraditional, but that is what. Um, putting new voices on stage does is that we break apart sort of that Western canon that and and say like, well, why does it have to be like that? Western canon, just the way that that movies are, you know, yeah. the, the Western word, world. The term, yeah, yeah. It's supposed to. Right. I hate that term. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's supposed to be like this. 
No, no. there are no yeah. formulas. Don't and, and and that's the worst thing you can be is formulaic in your mm -hmm. work. Give it its own life, and that's what Laura and and Nancy have done with this cast. Is is given this story its own life. It's not a formula, or that's not derived from anything. It is not derivative. Mm -hmm. Right. This is this play as it lives now. Mm -hmm. There's nothing standard about what we're doing. No, yeah. no, no. It's really special. Um, why should people come see this show? Oh, for all the reasons we spoke on. I think, you know, all of those things I think are really, really powerful. But, um, you know, I think, especially um, during the depths of the pandemic, um, and particularly lockdown, many artists went through a crisis mm -hmm. because this is purpose for us. This is purpose. It's a calling. It's a vocation. And so to lose it, Right. Meant meant being like, well, what am I without this? Which was a a, a worthy investigation, of course. But also, um, for me, maybe realize how much I, I need it. I need to tell stories. That is tradition all the way back. Telling stories is how we communicate everything. 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 So I. That's all I, I want to do. All of it is tell those stories. I want to find that missing canon. I want to work with uh, with playwrights who write from the heart and not the head, and that is Nancy. And so if you want to see the results of that, what that does, what that does to people, what that does to you in a collective room where we weren't able to, to be together, now's the time. Uh, good morning, Michael Rayford, Ismail Lada, Candy Johnson, and Maria Chorito. Good morning to you as well. The time is 8.33 a.m. Um, why is it important that Bull is part of Destinos? Oh, because it's... I mean, you speak to that talk if you a like. Talk yeah. as well, for those who are unfamiliar. Well, here we are out in Aurora, you know. I remember the first time driving out here. Where is this place? <laughs> <laughs> you know? And then you turn the corner, and you see the marquee, and the lake, and the bridge over the lake. But there wasn't a person on the street. There wasn't a car on the street. There was Tim Raider there to greet me. And why I'm bringing that up is that uh, the Chicago Latina community has found that Nancy and Laura's work speaks for them right. and speaks to community and speaks to new voices and new stories. And what an honor it is for Paramount to be part of their uh, moving through different theaters to see different plays mm -hmm. uh, that we have been chosen to be a part of this is huge right i just Absolutely. wanted to plug in that this, uh, we are the first suburban theater to be showcasing destinos that's right hey. that's right destinos is a is a huge <sighs> latino festival um that goes throughout chicago that that features all sorts of Latino stories. You know, Chicago has a, a has a huge Latino community, as does Aurora. Yeah, as it turns out, like that's oh, I yeah. think that's so not known. And um, and this these streets are are these places they're full of people bursting with those stories and wanting to see themselves represented on stage. We want to see ourselves represented on stage. 
and that's that's how it's done is putting those stories out in all their iterations from all sorts of communities from the diaspora yeah of Lati the latino community and aurora's doing that here in the suburbs it's amazing there there are neighbors just blocks away who've never been through the doors of paramount isn't that crazy? I have neighbors on my well, own. Well, so, yeah. but what is that? That's like, that's not for me. Yeah. That's mm -hmm. not for me. Mm -hmm. And as much as you say, we are for you, we're here for you, right. make this your art, artistic home, uh, they'll walk through the doors, but what if they don't see themselves in the stories? Right. Mm -hmm. Wait, what if they don't see themselves on stage? Right. This is where words have to turn into action. And, and just starting to step by step chip away at what is perceived as one thing is really a more inclusive, more about serving community than you ever imagined. Mm -hmm. Here's the thing that interests me and I love about Bull. So uh, our character Bull's from Lakeview. I believe I read that Eddie Martinez himself grew up in Edgewater in Chicago. You know, a lot of people, I hung out in Lakeview when I was young in the 90s mm -hmm. and all that it's I've known it or I've been quite familiar with the Latino friends and history and experience up there so I you know and it's crazy to think that that part of the city has not been known or been recognized or identified yeah. nobody knew that there was such an artery of Latino culture going through that whole area mm -hmm. so when I read that he's from Lake I'm like Oh, this got to be a good story. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I hung out on a it's Wilson, a Grace, all that you know, and it's there's a lot going on up there. It's a throwback, you know. Um, like you said, there's not there's not a lot of, about that. Um, if you if you look it up online, the 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 neighborhoods that are flagged are Logan Square, Humble Park, Pilsen, all of which are also being gentrified at this time. Um, as yeah, Wicker and Park, yeah. and it keeps and um, gentrification keeps pushing those neighborhoods over and over and over and away from the lake mm -hmm. um, and as they become mm -hmm. as those areas become commodities you know as they right. become desired and um, and that's what we're speaking to it when when um, we say um, uh, a play about living memory is that Nancy remembers that mm -hmm. and she is like I want to speak to that not as if they're ghosts but they are present these people lived here mm -hmm. and some continue to live there, holding onto those homes. And that is what's crucial, is, is saying we were here. I remember. You don't get to erase that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I've been, I've I, been I don't want to one-up so you. And when I see somebody about to say, I want to make sure that I get all of it. No, I don't want to one-up you, Curtis, but I was in Lakeview in the 60s and 70s. You definitely want to one-up you. <laughs> You know, uh, I went to Loyola University's North okay. Shore campus in Rogers Park, um, and Lakeview is right down the street. Um, and uh, to know how much it's changed, and then, you know, Nancy's on the Zoom meeting going, oh yeah, I walked through Lakeview, and I, I got this story, and I was like, wow. Yeah. Um, yeah. That. I, I don't know. That just has such a relevancy to me, yeah. and and it and it also represents what's happening in our nation across the country. 
this is happening, you know, and it doesn't get talked about, Mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's not seen, it's not, it's invisible. Those high high rise, those high rises are going up everywhere. Those three flat, you know, that's all going up everywhere. Like housing that is not affordable is replacing family homes. Right. $1,900 for a studio. Crazy. It's it's wild. And, and lots of them are standing empty. 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 Mm -hmm. So what was that for? Who was that for? That's my question. Well, well, I know the answer. That's, right. right. That's a, how, how much time we got for this? <laughs> uh, the time is um, the time's eight forty. Yeah. Um, uh, where were you born and raised? Oh, I'm a military brat. Um, <laughs> so all over, you know. And yeah. and I think that's how I got my passion for storytelling is because everywhere you go, there's new stories, new stories, new stories. So I lived all over. Um, you know, Florida, North Carolina, Germany. We were overseas. We came back to North Carolina. I, uh, Sacramento Army, for a time. Air Force. Air Force. The rivalry is strong. Uh, my dad was a colonel <laughs> in the Air Force. This explains a lot. Yes. <laughs> my, uh, my dad was a colonel in the Air Force. My mother was um, the first Mexican woman in her units um she went through a lot of challenges with that right um and so things like well what do we uh what do we do if you're if you're deployed if you're in the area and we don't have a restroom for you and she's like i'll put up a sign (laughs) to not come in here when i'm in here it's you know so she was at the forefront of all that too and it means a lot to me to tell mexican stories in honor of my mother i'm looking for that too i'm looking for that that community too it's been really open arms but um my mother struggled with learning English when she moved to America, um, and um, and my father didn't speak Spanish, and as a result, I don't speak Spanish. Okay. And that erasure with every generation, it hurts. I feel the pain of that. But I've got family saying, come home in Mexico. I've got family saying, you come from a tradition of artists. That, that, oh, I'm going to get teary. That is what I'm after, is I'm missing something. As much as the missing canon exists, I'm missing something. I want to go home, and these places are home for me. So in a way, in a way, Nancy Garcia Loza's writing kind of showed the the path home. Yeah, yeah. All of these very much, stories, Curtis. Always the, all of these stories. I've had so many collaborators who've who've opened that door, open armed, and um, and and that that means the world to me and that means the world to work with latino artists artists on these stories that this whole cast this whole cast comes in with with all of the, of their cultures and then uh and and brings that together in this mexican story in this latino story yeah the time is 8:42 a.m. you're listening to and watching good morning aurora the second largest city's first daily news podcast we're here at copley theater talking about bull a love story it's a great story uh, Eddie Martinez plays Bull. I found out that that's not his arm. It's not. It's that's not, not his arm. Um, that's that's. Brother, mar- I had to ask that too. <laughs> Marketing's that? beautiful work. Look, he's a mountain. Yeah. Eddie's a mountain. Yep. Um, uh, but that's marketing's beautiful work, and that is and a beautiful backdrop. Isn't that is a beautiful it? Poster. I'm yeah. really proud of it because I because we saw you know they showed us each of these pieces, each of these these drawings of or excuse me these uh, renderings of of different iterations. I remember this came up on the screen and both. Uh, uh, both Nancy and I went. That's it, and that that's incredible. I do want to talk about uh, Eddie for a second. Absolutely, sure. Um, Eddie never leaves the stage, right? 
It is a marathon. We are with him the whole time. I never let him go out of light. <laughs> he is just like, can I sleep? And I'm like, no. Um, <laughs> because because turn it up, turn it up. And you know what? He does. Every night, I'm just amazed. I'm amazed at what he can do, the endurance of that. He's magnetic to watch. He's magnetic. And, and the cast is just feeding off of that and uplifting that And because Bull is being pulled in so many different directions. There are scenes that he will... He'll, uh, you know, end in having frustrations, and the next one he gets pulled in by um, by his girl um, being joyful, and he goes, "I gotta meet that, I gotta meet that," and to really do those acrobatics, I, it's remarkable. I'm just, I'm so grateful to have him in this role. Nancy and I are so grateful for him. The the way he deals with the other man is, yeah. you know. Uh, talk about being emasculated. Oh, you know? <laughs> girlfriend's new boyfriend. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, it was just a surprise to him. And how he deals <laughs> with that, you know, with such resolute uh, uh, resolve, yeah. uh, steady, yeah. slow and steady wins the race. I'll wait. Yeah. I can wait. Yeah. And he waits. And I'm not going to. Yeah. Do any spoilers? Spoiler. But. <laughs> but but man, the way that Eddie handles that, the way that he negotiates those nuances, mm -hmm. and he he is a mountain. He is he's got so much of of that bull in him, and so much of that love in him, and um, it's really remarkable. So since you've been here in our great city of Aurora, what do you think about it? Any new any places that you like to eat? It. What do you what do you? <laughs> I love it. Uh, I because I, I, I have to make the drive right from um, from Logan Square. Um, so I make the drive out every day. It's anywhere from, you know, 45 minutes to an hour. And, and the drive's tough. But I get here and it's so beautiful. It's so beautiful. It, as a director, as a freelance director, you're going all over, you know, you're you're. And, and you never know what that's going to be because, you know, the people are putting you up and helping you out and, and you're going to, to these incredible theaters to make your work. But coming to a beautiful place full of beautiful people, I've talked to everyone in the stores and the coffee shops and I tell them about the play and like they're like, that's so cool. That's so cool. And they're so supportive of the theater. They're so supportive of the arts and its meaning to downtown. And um, I, I'm just like really... I love it. I mean, there's a there's a, a Mexican bakery around the corner that I keep going to, like Pan Dulce. Yeah. Um, oh no, it's um. Oh my gosh! I wish I could uh, plug it. By the bridge it's, with the wings. Uh yes, oh, uh. I think so. It's over the it's over it's over the bridge. Um, and across the street from the Walgreens. I'm so sorry. I wish I could plug it. I wish I could plug it. But um, but man, it's so delicious. It's so delicious, and it's great to see one because those those are. Mm -hmm. Falling away in Chicago, one of our famous ones, just fell away from underneath the blue line. So it's one good to see the, it. One of the one of the products of gentrification. Indeed, indeed. So love to see it going strong. Uh, the time is eight forty six a.m. So now you mentioned um, you mentioned telling the story of uh, where well, you told the story of uh, telling your mother's story and your family's experiences. Was that what led you to start the, on the path of becoming a director? Was that Ooh. was that what sealed you? I mean, did you know when you were young, I'm going to be a director to carry on this and tell these stories? As with many of us, I started as an actor, and it became really clear that I was not an actor. <laughs> I was because I was thinking big picture. Like I'd be on stage and I'd be mm -hmm. like, "What about this? What about this? What about this?" And I was making little discoveries that weren't mine to make. Um, 
So then I just started kind of inserting myself, which is which Jim knows well. Um, I just started in, inserting myself to be like, what's this job like? How do you do what you do? How did you come up with that? Um, with the place that I was working on, um, Cape Fear Regional Theater was one of the, those crucial ones. Um, and you know, at, on many military bases, there are community centers that do big productions. And I don't know if they still exist, but that was a hub for um, mm. families to go to and wow. to commune because uh, people were being deployed and they would bring their families, right? Uh -huh. And so that's where I found it. Wow. Is that that? Yeah, is at these community centers that would full productions. They were they uh, and and so I dove into that and just started just started being where where the artists were and figuring out what they would what they were doing and it kind of started there and then I got my my degree my from Elon University in um, my BFA in acting and my BA in theatrical design so that I could talk to both sides of the table the people I'd be working with I want to know their vocabulary so that I can reach them um, in if, at their at their level with their training but also that I was working from a place of instinct of of inserting my nose and going, what's this, what's this, what's this? Um, so yeah, that was kind of the genesis. I don't know if that quite mm -hmm. answers the question, but sure. like it's it's hard to say like when the moment is you know you're a di director because it's something that I find people find. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Um, yeah, personally, the uh, same thing happened to me. All of a sudden I realized uh, I'm really not directing this. There's something moving through me. Mm. That's how did I know how to do that yesterday? Right. I would go home and going, how did that went really well today? How did I know how to do that? I'm mean, going, there's something happening here that I got to take responsibility for and really start taking this seriously. Mm -hmm. And and then you just become a director. And and I think that applies to any field. Uh, you you just kind of know. Uh, yeah. There's more than me going on here. Yeah. And I've got to. And then, and then you have to accept the responsibility of pursuing that, and yeah. and, and the influence of that, how it influences what's gathered uh, in the space with the artists, um, and seeing it through. That you know. you know, people always talk about like life changing moments, and I asked a question that was somewhat kind of like life change. Mm -hmm. Like, when was the moment that you knew? And but like, if you're living life the right way, you might have many moments where it changes, where you know, like, you know what, that went, something's happening here, you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. it's, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna walk through that door. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, I'm it just came, gonna it do came it. for me. I didn't come for it. It came for me. Like, <laughs> like, it, 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 like and it, there was just no denying it. And that, the pandemic taught me that. Um, so, what is, uh, are there any in upcoming productions or projects um, that we should be on the lookout for? Moi? Yeah. Yes, from oh. Wah and from uh, what's the retort? <laughs> uh, uh, okay, okay. There's there's stuff that hasn't been announced yet, so I can't speak to that. But my yeah. next um, my next one that has been announced is at Remy Bumpo, um, and it is Anna in the Tropics wow. um, by uh, uh, by Anilo Cruz, um, who's a, a you know legendary Cuban playwright, um, and it is for me about how art changes people. Um, mm -hmm. That that story is about how art changes people, how it ignites something in them. So very very fitting, um, and it's about a lector, um, which is the tradition of oral storytelling. Um, goes to uh, is is newly arrives at a cigar factory in uh, Ybor City, uh, Florida, um, in the 1920s, and kind of what that ignites in everyone to hear Anna Karenina read aloud 
in this space as they are working? What does that do to these people, to this family? And that's what I'm looking to crack open and mm -hmm. do something new with. So you're going to be in Florida this winter? No, no, no. Um, oh. Remy Bumpo is in Chicago, but oh, it's the play Remy takes place in Florida. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Okay. No worries. Yeah. Sorry. Come come on in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Florida during the winter sounded real nice. Yeah. Oh, man. I was like, oh, oh man. That was. Um, okay, Jim. Uh, well, Bull is the fourth and final production of this first season of the Bold series. These audiences were our first audiences and it's been just a beginning. Um, we're reading a lot of plays, going through a lot of uh, uh, submissions for new work as well um, to determine what next season, season two of Bold will be. Uh, in the Broadway series, um, we have uh, Sound of Music uh, has just started rehearsal, um, and then uh, that's followed by Into the Woods, and that's followed by School of Rock. Okay. I mean, could so you get like a more fair, a just mixed not, bag? Yeah, just, just if, huge no, productions. Like, incredible. If you can't find one of those to like, right? Yeah. And you can't There's no beat, helping you. <laughs> you can't beat the price. I mean, if you if, if you get the Broadway series as a subscriber, each show is like. 25 bucks or something ridiculous right. you know yeah. um, and again uh, up until Sunday is there's a $35 ticket with Destinos as the code uh, at ParamountAurora.com you'll find this uh, just click on Bull a love story and you'll see that until Sunday you can see Bull for 35 bucks the whole thing about Tim's approach Tim's vision for Paramount was to make it affordable to serve the community mm -hmm. to get people in the door and look at what they can be so edified by mm -hmm. um, and that's been the most important thing about the whole institution is is getting the community to see how this is for them mm -hmm. and affordability has always been primary concern right. how to reach more people and to say yeah take a chance mm -hmm. you know um, it's got to make it accessible it's got to be accessible yeah it's got to be right. accessible I just went with... on a rant I don't even know what, no, what, no, no, that no. answered <laughs> your question <laughs> that's what's next that's what's next yep. yeah um, and then we also have the, there's the pay what you can initiative pay what you can well on every show right on shows. every show there are two performances that are pay what you can and seriously it's, it's serious. Yep. Yeah. You just call yeah. the box office and tell them what you'd like to actually contribute. It's like a donor. You're being a donor. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and that we're here for you. Right. And whatever you can put in, we'll take it. Um, how do you, it's the, the time's 8.54, so we got a little bit more time here, but um, what's your, you know, what's your 30,000 foot assessment of the Latino experience in Chicago proper and the nation right now. We talk gentrification, which is you know we're talking about it in yeah. Chicago, but yeah. you know what's your what's your? Oh man, it's such a big question. Such mm -hmm. a big, and you know what? I don't know that um, I'm fully the one to speak to it. You know, because because I'm still making discoveries about um, sort of what it means to be a white Latina. Like that is a that's a responsibility of like I am both like 
um, I need to I need to be actively anti-racist in in my approach to the world, and I'm trying to regain and accept my own culture inside of that. So so with that said, um, my voice in all of that is to to uplift the Latino community, to my, to lift my community, and um, to 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 say we're here we're here and it and it is a huge like it is a huge community inside of america it is an overwhelm it's we're it, black and brown people are going to uh be the majority and it's shortly in america you know we are seeing that hmm. so all of the the racism the vile sort of backlash um and and the the violence uh is is heartbreaking and um is something i you know i i wish to see an end to and i wish for all of us to be to be examining our ideologies examining our internal biases examining um what it means to be anti-racist what it means to be anti-sexist anti-ableist like like going through that diaspora and saying who who needs that voice and saying here you go that up to the front up to the front up to the front it's not to be gifted it's to be it's to be actively pursued by people who have more privilege so that is my roundabout way of getting that but sure. but, but but i feel that it is not my my um mind to say but also it is my responsibility my mind to say of like to speak on behalf of Understood. Latino people in America right. but I I it is my responsibility to put those voices forward and to examine those things inside of myself that are that are um, uh, blocking that that are blocking that from making headway to show up mm, I like that I like mm -hmm. that you know what I'm gonna make sure that I'm gonna be the best ally as we try to save the world here <laughs> do my part you know one story at a time um, the time is 8:57 a.m. Uh, the show ends on a positive note yeah. So, what is the message today for the uh, for the people of Aurora in Chicago? Um, Jim, we'll start with you. I think the one of the big themes of goal, a love story, is earning it. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, and that how we all need to see in our own way how we can earn what we're going after, and not mm -hmm. just dream and wish but do something, take that action, build it, mm -hmm. earn it. Um, I think that's what we see at the end of Bull. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, who doesn't want to watch a love story? And that, <laughs> that's, that's what, it, you know, I, that's what it is to me is I just want people to open their hearts and, and watch and watch us all fall in love with each other in all its many forms. Um, and I want to share that love inside, to an audience and to each other and, and hope it extends beyond these doors. So I love open that. your hearts. Awesome. Open your hearts. Well, ladies and gentlemen, the message of the day is <laughs> ending is open your hearts. <laughs> this has been an awesome production. Uh, we appreciate uh, the, the team here, Laura and Jim, for coming on and talking to us about Bull, a love story. Um, taking place here at the Copley Theater until November 20th. Uh, once again, remember to use the code DESTINOS, D-E-S-T-I-N-O-S, -S, uh, when you go to book your tickets to receive uh, the $35 price that's going until this Sunday the 16th. 
Other than that, we'll see you back on Friday for another episode of Good Morning Aurora. Take care of yourself and each other.